music lovers. You're listening to Bombast on WRFI Community Radio for Ithaca and Watkins Glen.
And the little sleigh bells went tingling, including the bell that went boing. Lovers. Good evening, music lovers. Welcome to Bombast, a belated hello. Uh, we're just going to introduce ourselves really quickly over this quick instrumental that is not a Christmas song, but it is called Is This Music? I think it is. It's yes. Teenage Fan Club. Seems like it is. A classic December album. Yes. We're doing kind of a, a mashup of a show. It is Christmas Eve, obviously. It is the birthday of the great Lemmy from Motorhead. Tomorrow is the birthday of my co-host, Lady Catharsis. Yay. I'm Kid Catharsis, by the way, and you're listening to Bombast on WRFI Watkins Glen, Ithaca. And um, let's see, it's also the third night of Hanukkah. Yes. Shout out to our friends who observe that holiday. Uh, it's also just December 24th, and I don't know about you, but I have had a day. Yeah. And uh, I'm just hoping that, that everyone who celebrates tomorrow is like mentally ready for tomorrow. I'm sort of in a Christmas mood and sort of not in a Christmas mood. So we're going to play a melange of things. Sounds good. Christmassy, secular, just completely unrelated, off the wall stuff. Ting-a-ling-a-ling. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's hear the rest of this Teenage Fan Club. We'll get back into the music and we'll do a more uh, thorough back announce momentarily.
some uh, interstitial music with tinkly ambience. Like Christmas bells. This is one of those things, like there's plenty of music that is not Christmas music per se, but randomly reminds me of the holiday season. And this is one such thing. I think because completely at random, I walked into a record store in December and they were playing this. And it's just one of those things, you know, you walk into. You remember having those experiences, right? Yes. You walk into a record store and they're playing something and you have to have it. Vaguely, yes. This is <laughs> one, of those, one of those things. Anyway, uh, this is Oval. And um, what is this called? Do While is the name of the song. And the album is Discount from uh, way back in the day. Uh, I think it's called Discount 94, actually. I'm not, don't have the... I, I, I set the CD cover somewhere where I can't see it's it. It's somewhere special. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, you are listening to WRFI Watkins Glen Ithaca, your community resource. Newfield Public Library is offering exercise classes for seniors... Tuesdays and Thursdays through December 26th. Two days from now, that's your last chance, seniors. 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. I know I sound kind of dismissive, but we, <laughs> we have AARP cards. Yes, we do. 
we could go to this. Oh, oh we got to find the Eight, cards. 8.30 on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, this is at the Newfield Public Library. The classes will take place there with uh, the Newfield Public Library. is at 198 Main Street in Newfield, and you can go to newfieldpubliclibrary.org for more information. Well, as we intimated a few minutes ago, <laughs> this is Bombast. <laughs> I'm Kid Catharsis. I'm joined by Lady Catharsis. On this December 24th, our first, you know, we've done a, we've done many, many episodes of this program, but this is our first time on December 24th. It, yep. has, it has rolled around before in such a way that like it fell on our schedule I think but uh, we were otherwise occupied and um, you know the opportunities always arise to do this on December 24th yes. <laughs> people always quit their shows both uh, both Rocket Mort- Morton who uh, preceded us this evening in most excellent fashion alongside Absolutely. DJ Don't um, he was filling in not at his usual time, which is Friday nights. We are filling in not at our usual time, which is tomorrow night. That we are not on tomorrow night. I hope that, I hope that didn't confuse you. Well, we're <laughs> but, all set up for like this week where a lot of people don't have to work. And what day is it? I don't know. I yeah. mean, I kind of started that a couple days ago. Right? Exactly. Well, it's like tonight <laughs> is like you know, it's it's Feels like the, Friday, but it's, it's the twenty fourth. You know, the town's major employer is going on a nine day break. It's like Friday night, and you had Rocket Morton, so it's like two, exactly that's two what Friday, I'm saying. two Friday nights in the same week. That's the magic of wow. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is Bombast. This is WRFI, Watkins Glen, Ithaca, eighty-eight point one FM in Ithaca, ninety-one point nine FM in Watkins Glen, screaming worldwide at WRFI.org, where you can. Not only listen to us, you can check out our schedule, find out who's really on tomorrow night. I have no idea. It's not us. Find our archives and get involved. You can text our studio at 607-441-9734, 607-441-WRFI, or contact us through the website if you have a more long-term concern. Yes. Yes. Issue. So we have heard a few songs already. Um, the evening is whizzing by. We're 24 minutes into this. Yes. Uh, and God help us, we have an agenda tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've heard uh, Goldblade featuring Polystyrene, the late great Polystyrene of X-Ray Specs fame, City of Christmas Ghosts, and that is from a single from about a decade ago on Damaged Goods. And we heard Teenage Fan Club. Is this music? Yes. Bandwagon-esque was the name of the record. I've exhausted, you know, like there's, um, you know, there's a song on that record called December. Yes. Which I've played multiple times. Yes. In the history of this program. There's another great you know, I, I consider it a seasonal tune on that record called Alcoholiday. <laughs> but I haven't played Is This Music before. Um, 
seemed festive. Switching it up. Switching it up. Trying to be novel at all times, for better or for worse. (laughs) Um, We heard uh, Ruby Wright, Santa's Little Sleigh Bells. Yeah, that was a kick. That is taken from a record uh, originally from 1959, just reissued uh, this year on Sundays. It was originally on King Records, the famous King Records of uh, Sid, Sid Nathan. And I think we did. We told a Sid Nathan story on this program once, right? Because you looked him up. Yep. You, um, the crack beha- research team looked him up. The research team did investigative work on Sid Nathan. He dropped out of school because, as he said, I couldn't see. I couldn't read. So what was the point? <laughs> <laughs> or some, No, he couldn't see. He couldn't see. He yeah. couldn't see. He was vision impaired. Anyway, uh, the famous King Records out of Cincinnati probably. I mean, they were all over the place stylistically, but probably most their most lingering legacy is that they were the first record label of James Brown. And uh, hopefully we've got some James Brown in store I later sure on hope so. Um, anyway, uh, Merry Christmas from King Records is the name of the record. It's out again on um, lovely, uh, like, cranberry red vinyl. Yep. With a green sticker in the middle. Very festive. Uh, We heard telekinesis with Christmas time is here. Uh Uh-oh. From (laughs) You Wish, a Merge Records holiday album. And that that is new for 2019. We try to stay up to date here on the program. Except for when I'm here. Well, and then we're, we're like doing a pretty good job. We've date. played two, you know, we've played one current tune and one reissue. Uh, we began the program with Holiday on the Moon by Love and Rockets. Um, you know, I thought about, like, I, I wanted to bring in a Bauhaus tune, and there are no Bauhaus Christmas songs, <laughs> shockingly. <laughs> um, we didn't do a Krampus Knot program this year. We didn't. And we, Bauhaus does have a great song yeah. called Laggartage and Nick. That goes cracked all whip. <laughs> well, I thought you know we'd get a little Krampus energy yeah. going tonight. I've been feeling Krampus energy all day. I hope Krampus is having a good holiday. It's I guess it's kind he of he deserves it. Off. I mean, yeah, he's done his work for the year. <laughs> it's his wrangling, Friday night. Wrangling all those hell kids. <laughs> it's definitely Friday night for him. Anyway, so, um, yeah, we've got some stuff in store, some new stuff, some old stuff, some Christmas stuff, some non-Christmas stuff. Uh, Speaking of which, this is, um, you know, there is a Christmas tune called Christmas Island. This is another tune called Christmas Island that is not technically a Christmas tune. It's just a Depeche Mode B-side All right, (laughs) that I I rather enjoy, and uh, I thought you might like to hear it too. Ambience. Anyway, enjoy this. Thank you. 
Do you remember, darling? It was winter in Manhattan. Falling snowflakes filled the air. The streets were covered with a film of ice. But just a little simple magic that I'd heard about somewhere changed the weather all around right before my eyes. you violets for your fears and it was spring for a while remember I bought you violets for your fears and there was April in that December the snow drifted down on the flowers and melted where it lay the snow looked like, like dew on the blossoms, as on a summer day. I bought you violets for your fears, and there was blue in the wintry sky. And then, then you pinned the violets to your fears, and gave a lift to the crowds passing by. You smiled at me so sweetly. Since then, one thought occurs, that I fell in love completely. The day I bought you violets for your fair.
Christmas was a sober occasion in the little town of Try Find Me, New Mexico. Three turkeys would meet a premature end, a single bell would ring for five whole minutes, and the little church would fill up for an hour as the townspeople dutifully acknowledged rather than celebrated that special day. By 3pm, the shops would have reopened and the fields would be tilled once more. For Jimmy Jones, this austere life had been perfectly acceptable for his tender nine years on the planet. However, that contentment came to an end on a fateful December night when he chanced upon an old transistor radio in a dusty drawer.
this Santa character had never visited, not even when he was small. wanted all the sadness he heard about on the radio and in his parents' whispered conversations over dinner to go away. He wrote the wish in his best handwriting, folded the paper, slipped it into an envelope and addressed it to Santa, the big white house, USA. His pet pigeon was delighted to be of use for the first time in his feathery life. And within a week, Jimmy's letter lay on the steps of that big white house. Just listen to this, barked the head of the household. This kid in New Mexico wants all the sadness in the world to go away for Christmas. An assistant giggled uncomfortably, but his boss sensed an opportunity. Now just imagine how it would look if I turned up in person and presented him with a smiley t-shirt signed by me on Christmas Day. Imagine what it would do for my ratings. The assistant looked a little doubtful, but the instructions were crystal clear. Fix it, now! It was already Christmas Eve, and the project was urgent. Yet, within an hour, a jet was speeding towards New Mexico with the big chief, his inner circle and a carefully selected TV crew from Fox News. The plan was for the travelling party to transfer themselves into a pair of helicopters at an air force base deep in the desert. But that was where the problems began. Try Find Me seemed to be missing from the map. A sense of desperation gripped the mission's organizers, but the boss refused to accept defeat. It's New Mexico. There's nothing out there except Albuquerque and Santa Fe, so we just gotta look for lights. His assistant looked nervous. But, but New Mexico is big, he whimpered. Big Chief was already in the helicopter, barking orders. 
It took them five hours to detect to try find me, and the townspeople looked profoundly confused when the two helicopters landed on old Saski's cactus patch. Nevertheless, they did their best to lay on a decent welcome for the VIPs. It seemed a little pointless as the leader of the free world displayed scant interest in the natives as he stepped out of the helicopter. Where's the kid? He shouted. Where's Jimmy? I've got something for Jimmy. Discussion, the great chief declared that it was time to leave, only to be told that both helicopters were on the verge of being out of fuel as a result of that long draw of the desert. The great leader was not good at humility, even at such a moment, and one of his humble minions had the embarrassing task of asking Try Find Me's mayor to provide overnight accommodation for the surprise visitors. But the excruciating reality was that Try Find Me had no hotel. There was only old Saski's enormous chicken coop. Mattresses were duly arranged, and the travellers hardly slept a wink because of a star that seemed to beam in through a crack in the roof for the whole night. There was also the not inconsiderable babble of the chickens. Ultimately, the exhausted travellers left to try to find me on foot early the next morning. They were never seen again. Well, 
little town of Tri-Find-Me returned to normal quickly after that strange event. But Jimmy was allowed to sit in the helicopters and play with the radio for 30 minutes every day after he'd finished his homework. And he never ever felt the need to make another wish. As for the rest of the world, it was as if everybody woke up on Christmas Day and had forgotten the existence of the Big Chief and his entire inner circle. The big white house was transformed into an ice cream parlour where everybody ate for nothing. Borders were declared obsolete. Everybody lightened up everywhere and all creatures great and small remained ecstatically happy until the end of time, which never came. Because time, as we now know, isn't linear. Good night. <laughs> that was an honest to goodness Christmas story. Yes. On the radio, I imagine all the all the little families of Ithaca huddled around their old tube radios, <laughs> listening to us on this December twenty fourth. That was uh, the legendary Pink Dots, with um, the, I mean, incomprehensibly titled. Chicken King and the Prince of Dreams from <laughs> it rhymes. It's good. Legendary Pink Dots Christmas Special 2019. That is a Bandcamp release just out today. Perfect. Just out today. If I was you thinking would be in the mood. It was thinking um you know like we've done so many shows on December 23rd done so many Festivus programs, right? But if we had done a Festivus program this year, we would have missed out yeah. on the legendary Pink Dots. You're welcome, Ithaca and Watkins Glen. This is WRFI, Watkins Glen, Ithaca, 88.1 FM in Ithaca, 91.9 in Watkins Glen. Online everywhere at WRFI.org. The program is Bombast. It's a special Tuesday night holiday Bombast normally we're on Wednesday nights but we are not on tomorrow night no 
we are otherwise engaged. Uh, if you want to find out what is on tomorrow night, you can visit WRFI.org and check out our schedule, among other things. We're with you till 11 p.m. tonight, uh, at which point, uh, uh, well, they're all special, but a special episode of From the Vault, Noel Langley, In the Land of Green Ginger. And uh, let's see, prior to the legendary Pink Dots, we heard Jimmy McGriff with a pretty out there version of I Saw a Mommy Kissing Santa Claus (laughs) from a collection called uh, Christmas Cocktails Part 2. And I have to say, I I do I I enjoy Jimmy McGriff. I enjoy a lot of the individual songs that are on these collections. I'm a little embarrassed to own these collections because they're real '90s artifacts. They're just like they're the conflation of a lot of things from the 1990s that just rub me the wrong way in the in the 20 teens. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing in the 2020s they will they will continue to do so, but like you've got the CD, you've got the you've got the CD era, right? You've got the the harvesting of everyone's back catalog on CD, right? You have the lounge revival, and you have like the era of irony, you know. So it's like an ironic lounge revival, right? Like these collections are kind of like catered to. I don't know that the collections themselves are punching down on the uh, at the art but they're catered to people who sort of look down at the art and like i unironically enjoy these tunes yes um but it would cost a fortune to have it all on vinyl yeah so i guess it's a good thing on balance yes as long as the cd doesn't get disc rot or whatever good luck we heard uh, Thank you. <laughs> Is that your Christmas wish for me? No. <laughs> um, Ultramarine, prior to that, with Winter Circle from Ghosts of Christmas Past, remake, uh, which came out just a couple of years ago on Les Disques du Crepuscule. We heard uh, The Continental, the actual Continental, not not the Christopher Walken Continental. Yeah. But, uh, what is his he he is a human being with a name and i have it written down somewhere renzo cesana violets for your furs <laughs> from uh another one of those christmas cocktail collections yes i own two of them we heard <laughs> we heard depeche mode with christmas island at the top of all that um what was I going to do? I had some other business. I was going to read another PSA. Um, on uh, Saturday, December 22nd, well, that's already happened. No, that, that's Sunday, December 22nd. Anyway, it was a Sunday. <laughs> it was two days ago. <laughs> and Sunday the 29th. More importantly, yes. five days from now, this yes. Sunday, at 4 p.m., Community Recovery Center at 518 West Seneca Street in Ithaca is offering a special session for food addicts in recovery food addicts in recovery anonymous is a free 12-step recovery program for anyone suffering from food obsession overeating undereating, or bulimia foodaddicts.org is a website you can visit to find out more about this program uh we're gonna play something finally we're gonna get to something from like catharsis's <laughs> repertoire it hasn't 
I mean, I knew I was going to play Legendary Pink Dots. We've got another really long one at the end of the show. <laughs> at the be- I swear, at the beginning of the day, I had a totally different idea of how this program was going to go. Mm-hmm. And then things happened. Yeah, but it's going really great. We have these great stories we're hearing. And I know my music will be here next year, too. It will be. We're uh, Well, a program note, Lady Catharsis and I are also on next... Tuesday evening, New Year's Eve, a New Year's Eve extravaganza. (laughs) We're laughing because, like, I don't know, somehow we have wound up not playing much party music tonight. Anyway, um, here's a a swinging one, probably, I'm guessing. Yes, it's absolutely swinging. This is uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Enjoy. Let it snow. Let it snow. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in a storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbying. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm Oh, the weather outside is frightful For the fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow It doesn't show signs of stopping And I brought some corn for popping The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in a storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbying But as long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow Let it snow Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Hitch up your reindeer uh, Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus 
go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so uh, Leave a toy for Johnny Leave a doll for Mary Leave something pretty for Donnie And don't forget about Gary Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Tell him James Brown sent you <laughs> Go straight to the ghetto You know that I know what you will see Cause that was once me Hit it Hit it You'll see mothers and soul brothers Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Oh Lord, go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so You're fine You know that they need you so I'm begging you Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto If anyone Wanna know Tell them Hank Ballard told so Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Never thought I'd realize Singing a song with water in my eyes Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Don't leave nothing for me I've had my chance, you see Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus A soul brother needs so Santa Claus Pretty baby, you sure did dream me nice. Gave me a diamond ring for Christmas. Now I'm living in paradise. Well, I'm feeling mighty fine. Got good music on my radio mm. Well, I'm feeling mighty fine Got good music on my radio 
Well, I wanna kiss you, baby. Why you standing beneath the mistletoe? Well, all right. Came down the chimney about half past three. Left all these pretty presents that you see before me. Merry Christmas, baby. You should been good to me. I haven't had a toddy this morning. But I'm all lit up like a Christmas tree. Well, I wanna wanna bring it a little bit high. Well, I well I wanna bring it a little bit high. Oh! Wanna bring it a little bit high, baby. Wanna bring a little high, baby? Well, I haven't had a talk this morning, but I'm all lit up. But I'm all lit up. But I'm all lit up. Noticing the mistakes we're making with his music this evening. I just thought we were listening to them because they were so good. I mean, they are. They are. I played two James Brown songs because I biffed on the first one. And then I biffed on the second one. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> you can't do the silent laugh thing. This is radio. <laughs> I don't... I just... Two perfectly great songs. They they are. They, everything and surrounding I mean, the songs seemed fine to me. Not I don't only, see any biffs. I mean, it's important to play. It's important to play James Brown at this time. Not only because he made some fantastic Christmas recordings, but because it was December twenty fifth when we all woke up to the news that he had passed away. So, like, I will yeah. always associate James Brown with this time of year for for that reason too. Um, that's as much as I will say about that. Okay. We are <laughs> done. 
we heard Merry Christmas, baby. Uh, and we heard uh, Santa Claus Go Straight to the Ghetto, both compiled on uh, James Brown's Funky Christmas. I missed out on the James Brown vinyl this Christmas season. You'll get I, it. I managed to get some other nice vinyl, but yes. not that one. Um, what did we hear before that? We, we heard, heard uh, that's right, Ella Fitzgerald. That was a short set. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. From Ella wishes you a swinging Christmas. And I wish it would snow. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, we're sort of losing it. It's, it's a all like Christmas. icy Although, and brown outside. My uh, memories on social media reminded me that just four years ago on Christmas Eve, it was 64 degrees. And I sweat so much walking to work that when I got to the cafe, Doris, you know Doris? Yes, I do. Said, wow, do you want a, do you want a paper towel or something for your face? This is on December 24th, 2015. I know because, uh, well, because of social media. Oh, it sounds like it was memories. one of your favorite memories. It was one of my favorite memories. Anyway, uh, we're going to change the pace a little bit with this set. I mentioned it's Lemmy's birthday, so we're going to have some Motorhead in this set. Something to stay tuned for, for sure. Uh, but for the moment, this is Mike Kroll. Since I 
stars are brightly shining. Gee, Mommy, that's pretty. But did you hear the little song we sang yesterday about the Christmas star? Yes, I did, honey, and I'd love to hear it again. Okay. Candles glowing in the night. Christmas trees ablaze with light. Christmas cookies in the jar. Twinkle, twinkle, Christmas star. Angel voices sweet and clear. Singing Christmas will be here. Church bells ringing from afar. Twinkle, twinkle, Christmas star. Children wait for Christmas. Santa Claus in snow Presents, toys and candy They all seem to know Christmas comes but once a year Bringing happiness and cheer So no matter where you are Twinkle, twinkle, Christmas star Candles glowing Christmas trees ablaze with light Christmas cookies in the jar Twinkle, twinkle, Christmas star Angel voices sweet and clear Singing Christmas will be here Church bells ringing from afar Twinkle, twinkle, Christmas star Children wait for Christmas, Santa Claus and snow. Presents, toys, and candy, they all seem to Listening to WRFI Watkins Glen Ithaca, your community resource. The Montour Falls Library has books, ebooks, DVDs, and audiobooks to lend, and the New York Times online. The library holds monthly book clubs including classics, environmental literature, science fiction, poetry, and short stories. It holds story times for infants, toddlers, and preschoolers. The library also hosts movie nights concerts, and many participatory events and workshops. The Montour Falls Library is located at 406 West Main Street in Montour Falls. The phone number is 607-535-7489, 607-535-7489. And more details are on Facebook, Instagram, and the web at Montour Falls Library. That's one word, dot org. They're not on the Twitter. They're not on the Twitter, but they are on uh, social media. We just heard Lillian Brooks with Twinkle Twinkle Christmas Star, um, joined by uh, other guests. Yeah. Clearly. 
That is from the uh, King Records compilation. Merry Christmas from King Records. We just heard, uh, prior to that, Dub Spencer and Trance Hill with what is ostensibly a Christmas tune, Lost und froh und munter sein dub from Christmas in Dub, which came out last year on Echo Beach. Something else from the King Records compilation, Joe Ward, an obnoxious child with Christmas questions. Rude. He's just downright <laughs> how rude. How old are you and how much do you weigh? He wants to know. Um, Alice Bag with No Gifts for Nazis. E- excellent advice. That is a new single out on Get Better. Um, the Buff Medways with Merry Christmas Fritz uh, from a single on Damaged Goods from uh, a while back, back when the Buff Medways existed. Uh, we heard Motorhead, Fast and Loose, not a Christmas tune, although it's a tune for every day. Um, <laughs> That is a uh, BBC radio recording from the David Jensen show, and uh, it's taken from Motorhead, BBC Live and In Session on Sanctuary Records. And we began that set with Mike Kroll, Won't Be Alone Tonight, from the Merge Records holiday album called You Wish, which is uh, brand new this year. This is Bombast, has been Bombast. Yep. Uh, Thank you, Lady Catharsis, for joining me this evening. Always a pleasure. Uh, We're going to be here next Tuesday night as well, 9 to 11 p.m. And I, probably me flying solo, will be here at the regular time, Wednesday, January 1st, 9 to 11 p.m. We are not on tomorrow, not on the 25th. We are um, otherwise occupied. Yes. Uh, As hopefully you are too. Um, Not that you shouldn't, you know huddle up to your radio and listen to WRFI at all times, but it just it won't be us tomorrow night. Thank you for joining us tonight. We've got another Christmas story for you to end the program. Kids, if you're old enough to stay up till 11 p.m., you're old enough to hear this. This is William S. Burroughs and the disposable heroes of hypocrisy, the junkies Christmas. Thanks for listening. Good night and... Happy holidays. Happy holidays. It was Christmas Day and Danny the car wiper hit the street junk sick and broke after 72 hours in a precinct cell. It was a clear, bright day, but there was no warmth in the sun. Danny shivered with an inner cold. He turned up the collar of his worn, greasy black over. This beat Benny wouldn't pawn for a deuce, he thought. It was in the West 90s. A long block of brownstone rooming houses. Here and there, a holly wreath in a clean black window. Danny's senses registered everything sharp and clear with the painful intensity of junk sickness. The light hurt his dilated eyes. He walked past a car darting his pale blue eyes sideways in quick appraisal. There was a package on the seat and one of the ventilator windows was unlocked. Danny walked on ten feet, no one in sight. He snapped his fingers and went through a pantomime of remembering something and wheeled around, no one. Bad setup, he decided. Street being empty like this, I stand out conspicuous. Gotta make it fast. He reached for the ventilator window. A door opened behind.
Daddy whipped out a rag and began polishing the car windows. He could feel the man standing behind him. What are you doing? Danny turned as if surprised. Oh, just thought your car windows needed polishing, mister. The man had a frog face and a deep south accent. He was wearing a camel's hair overcoat. My car don't need polishing, nothing stole out of it, neither. Danny slid sideways as the man grabbed for him. I wasn't looking to steal nothing, mister. I'm from the south, too, Florida. Goddamn sneaking thief. Danny walked away fast and turned the corner. Better get out of the neighborhood. That hick is likely to call us all. He walked 15 blocks, sweat running down his body. There was a raw ache in his lungs. His lips drew back off his yellow teeth in a snarl of desperation. I got a score somehow. If I had some decent clothes. Danny saw a suitcase standing in a doorway. Good letter. He stopped and pretended to look for a cigarette. Funny, he thought. No one around. Inside, maybe, phoning for a cab. The corner was only a few houses away. Danny took a deep breath and picked up the suitcase. He made the corner, another block, another corner. The case was heavy. I got a score, all right, he thought. Maybe enough for a sixteenth in a room. Danny shivered and twitched, feeling a warm rum and heroin emptying into his vein. Let's have a quick look. He stepped into Morningside Park. No one around. Jesus, I never saw the town this empty. He opened the suitcase. Two long packages and brown wrapping paper. He took one out. It felt like meat. Tore the package open at one end, revealing a woman's naked foot. The toenails were painted with purple-red polish. He dropped the leg with a sneer of disgust. Holy Jesus, he exclaimed. The routines people put down these days. Legs! Well, I got a case anyway. He dumped the other leg out. No bloodstains. He snapped the case shut and walked away. Legs, he muttered. found the buyer sitting at a table in Harrow's cafeteria. Thought you might be taking the day off, Danny said, putting the case down. The buyer shook his head sadly. I got nobody, so what's Christmas to me? His eyes traveled over the case, poking, testing, looking for flaws. What was in it? Nothing. What's the matter? I don't pay enough. I tell you, there wasn't nothing in it. Okay, so somebody travels with an empty suitcase. Okay, he held up three fingers. For Christ's sake, Skimpy, give me a nickel. You got somebody else, why don't he give you a nickel? It's like I say the case was empty. Skimpy kicked at the case disparagingly. It's all nicked up and kind of dirty looking. He sniffed suspiciously. How come it stink like that? Mexican leather? So, am I in the leather business? Can't be shrugged. Could be. He pulled out a roll of bills and peeled off three ones, dropping them on the table behind the napkin dispenser. You want? Okay, Danny picked up the money. You see George the Greek, he asked. 
Where you, Banny, got busted two days ago? Oh, that's bad. Danny walked out. Now where can I score, he thought. George the Greek had lasted so long, Danny thought of him as permanent. It was good age, too, and no short counts. Daddy went up to 103rd and Broadway, nobody in Harrow, nobody in the automat. Yeah, he snarled, all the pushers off on the nod someplace. What they care about anybody else, as long as they get it in the vein. What they care about a sick junkie. Wiped his nose with one finger, looking around furtively. There was no one he knew in the 23rd Street Thompsons. Jeez, he thought, where is everybody? He clutched his coat car together with one hand, looking up and down the street. There's Joey from Brooklyn. I'd know that hat anywhere. Joey, hey, Joey. Joey was walking away with his back to Danny. He turned around. His face was sunken, skull-like. The gray eyes glittered under a greasy gray felt hat. Joey was sniffing at regular intervals. His eyes were watering. No use asking him, Danny thought. They looked at each other with a hatred of disappointment. Guess you heard about George the Greek, Danny said. Yeah, I heard. You've been up to 103rd? Yeah, I just came from there. Nobody around. Nobody around any place, Joey said. I can't even score for goop balls. Well, Merry Christmas, Joey. See ya. Yeah, see ya. Danny was walking fast. He had remembered a croaker on 18th Street. Of course, the croaker had told him not to come back. Still, it was worth trying. Brownstone house with a card in the window. P.H. Zuniga, M.D. Danny rang the bell. He heard slow steps. The door opened and the doctor looked at Danny with bloodshot brown eyes. He said nothing. He just leaned there looking at Danny. Goddamn alcoholic, Danny thought. He smiled. Merry Christmas, doctor. The doctor did not reply. You remember me, doctor. Danny tried to edge past the doctor into the house. I'm sorry to trouble you on Christmas Day, but I've suffered another attack. Attack? Yes, facial neuralgia. Danny twisted one side of his face into a horrible grimace. The doctor recoiled slightly and Danny pushed into the dark hallway. Better shut the door, you'll be catching cold, he said jovially, shoving the door shut. The doctor looked at him, his face focusing visibly. I can't give you a prescription, he said. But doctor, this is a legitimate condition, an emergency, you understand. No prescription impossible, it's against the law. You took an oath, doctor, I'm in agony. Daddy's voice shot up to a hysterical grating whine. Dr. Winston passed a hand over his forehead. Let me think. I can give you one quarter grain tablet. That's all I have in the house. But doctor, a quarter G. The doctor stopped him. If your condition is legitimate, you will not need more. If it isn't, I don't want anything to do with you. Wait right here. The doctor weaved down the hall, leaving a wake of alcoholic breath. He came back and dropped a tablet into Danny's hand. 
Danny wrapped the tablet in a piece of paper and tucked it away. There is no charge. The doctor put his hand on the doorknob. And now, my dear, but doctor, can't you inject the medication? No, you will obtain longer relief than using orally. Please not to return. The doctor opened the door. Well, this will take the edge off, and I still have money to put down on a room, Danny thought. Danny put down two dollars on a six dollar a week room in the West Forties, where he knew the landlord. He bolted the door and put his spoon, needle, and dropper on a table by the bed. He dropped the tablet in the spoon and covered it with a dropper full of water. He held a match out of the spoon until the tablet dissolved. He tore a strip of paper, wet it, and wrapped it around the end of the dropper, fitting the needle over the wet paper to make an airtight connection. He dropped the piece of lint from his pocket into the spoon and sucked the liquid into the dropper through the needle, holding the needle in the lint to take up the last drop. Danny's hands trembled with excitement and his breath was quick. With a shot in front of him, his defenses gave way and junk sickness flooded his body. His legs began to twitch and ache, cramps stirred in his stomach. Tears ran down his face from his smarting, burning eyes. He wrapped a handkerchief around his right arm, holding the end in his teeth. He tucked the handkerchief in and began rubbing his arm to bring out a vein. Guess I can hit that one, he thought, running one finger along the vein. He picked up the dropper in his left hand. Danny heard a groan from the next drop. He frowned with annoyance. Another groan. He could not help listening. He walked across the room, the dropper in his hand, and climbed his ear to the wall. The groans were coming at regular intervals. A horrible, inhuman sound pushed out from the stomach. Danny listened for a full minute. He returned to the bed and sat down. Why don't someone call a doctor, he thought indignantly. It's a bring down. He straightened his arm and poised the needle. He tilted his head, listening again. Oh, for Christ's sake. He tore off the handkerchief and placed the dropper in a water glass, which he hid behind the wastebasket. He stepped into the hall and knocked on the door of the next room. There was no answer. The groans continued. Danny tried the door. It was open. The shade was up and the room was full of light. He had expected an old person somehow, but the man on the bed was very young, 18 or 20. Fully clothed and doubled up with his hands clasped across his stomach. What's wrong, kid? Danny asked. The boy looked at him, his eyes blank with pain. Finally, he got out one word kidneys. Kidney stones, Danny smiled. I don't mean it's funny, kid, it's just I've faked it so many times, never saw the real thing before. I'll call an ambulance. The boy bit his lip. Won't come. Doctors won't come. The boy hid his face in the pillow. Danny nodded. They figure it's just another junkie throwing a windang for a shot. But your case is legit. Maybe if I went to the hospital and explained things, uh, no, I guess that wouldn't be so good. Danny trailed off. Suddenly he put out his thin, dirty hand and touched the boy's shoulder. I'm sorry, kid. You wait. I'll fix you up. 
He went back to his room and got the dropper and returned to the boy's room. Roll up your sleeve, kid. The boy fumbled his coat sleeve with a weak can. That's okay, I'll get it. Danny undid the shirt button at the wrist and pushed the shirt and coat up, barring a thin brown forearm. Danny hesitated, looking at the dropper. Sweat ran down his nose. The boy was looking up at him. Danny shoved the needle in the boy's forearm and watched the liquid drain into the flesh. He straightened up. The boy's face began to relax. He sat up and smiled. Say, that stuff really works, he said. You a doctor, mister? No, kid. The boy lay down, stretching. I feel real sleepy. Didn't sleep all last night. His eyes were closing. Danny walked across the room and pulled the shade down. He went back to his room and closed the door without locking it. He sat on the bed, looking at the empty dropper. It was getting dark outside. Danny's body ached for junk, but it was a dull ache now, dull and hopeless. Suddenly a warm flood pulsed through his veins and broke in his head like a thousand golden speedballs. For Christ's sake, Danny thought, I must have scored for the immaculate fix. The vegetable serenity of junk settled in his tissues. His face went slack and peaceful and his head fell forward. Danny the car wiper was on the knob.